Well, greetings one and all. Hopefully you are keeping warm this enjoyable winter season. Enjoyable for some, maybe. And welcome, or welcome back, to the Yearbooking Report podcast. It's great to have you, or maybe great to have you for the first time. Welcome. My name is Scott Giese. I'm the Justin's representative for 22 years now, and amazingly, 40 years in journalism, starting when I was a senior in high school, all through college and such, uh, journalism, writing, broadcasting, and for the last 20 plus years, yearbooking. And that's what we talk about in this podcast. So welcome. It's great to have you. Uh, joking slightly about the keeping warm part. Hopefully by now things have kind of settled down, but I'm going to bite my tongue there because as soon as I say that, I'm going to put the jinx on. And who knows, some part of the country is going to get slammed with winter weather once again. So anyway, hang in there, folks. As if this year wasn't challenging enough, right? Here comes winter weather. But anyway, we'll see how that goes. We have a different topic with our episode this time around. We're going to talk to somebody that I was chasing for a year before I could finally nail him down. And uh, this is going to be a topic a little different. We're going to talk geeky to you. All right, now don't go weird on me, all right? We're going to talk geeky to you. We're going to talk technology here. And just recently, after a lot of chasing, I was able to track down our friend John Dalkey. Now, John is sort of the face and voice and spirit of the tech team at Jostens and all of the really, truly amazing things those folks do and continue to do and have been doing, not only normally, but during this entire pandemic situation. Those folks have come through just unbelievably, and they continue to do so. Now, I tried to get John a year ago. I said, hey, let's meet, talk about technology stuff. Okay, Scott. And then this certain little virus showed up. And that messed up everything. But for John and his amazing team, it kind of put them into overdrive. They were already busy at that point, but this really hiked things up. And again, they've come through in spades. They've just been unbelievable this past year. And we thought, we want to have a discussion to talk about technology, kind of draw back the curtain, so to speak. Uh, we're only going to talk a little bit geeky, all right? Not that much. But John was able to fill us in on all the great things that his team is doing. Yeah, a little bit looking ahead to the future and so on. What does it take to make technology work, and especially during these challenging times? So sit back and relax. I think you're going to learn some interesting things that maybe you didn't know before, or maybe some things that you didn't quite realize before. There's a lot of things that happen behind that curtain. All right. So first off, let's meet John. All right, now, first off, folks, this has been an interview long time in coming. I've been chasing after this man for a year, a year, and I finally tracked him down. <laughs> so, John, first of all, I appreciate I know you're busy. I appreciate your time. And first, thanks for being with us on the Yearbooking Report. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, it's good to finally be here. It's been a busy year. You think? Okay, yeah. Yeah, John and I first talked way back January of a year ago, 2020. We were at company meetings, and I, we were, I think we were going into an elevator. And I said, hey, John, I got this feature. Can I talk to you sometime? And you said, sure. And then the virus showed up. And then, boom, everything just gone. So, folks, I'm, I'm going to be blunt. I'm not a geeky person. I think John is, by the way. But we're going to try to have sort of a if you will, a geeky conversation about tech. 
All right, technology and yearbooking and stuff like that. Now, John, as we start, let, let's start with some information about you. All right, tell us about yourself, you know, where you're from, your background, um, specialties, and so on. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, sure. So um, I've worked with Jostens for over 20 years now. Uh, my um, journey with Justin started as a yearbook editor at Great Falls High School in Great Falls, Montana. Uh, so I started um, working with Jostens as a customer back when I was 16. Uh, I was on the yearbook staff um, all four years in high school. That led me to get a graphic design degree. Um, I interned with Jostens through college kept interning with marketing after that, um, which eventually led me to a career in marketing at Jostens, which leads me to where I am today. Now, you're not so much, I mean, marketing or technology. I mean, you're, what are you exactly with the company right now? Um, yeah, so I manage our um, technology offering at Jostens. Um, technically, I'm in the marketing division, uh, but focus primarily on product development. All right. Now, let me see if I can test my aging brain. Am I correct on this, John? You were with the company, and then I think you, didn't you leave for a while? You went somewhere, and then I think you came back. Do, do I have that right? Yeah, so I um, was at Jostens for a couple of years in a very similar role and then ended up taking an opportunity um, in print and packaging for mass retail. So working with brands like Target, Amber Crombie, Crate and Barrel, um, companies like that. So I worked in mass retail for three years and then um, ended up coming back to Jostens um, three years ago. All right, John, I'm gonna say something out loud which will probably get me in trouble, but hey, I'm kind of used to that. No big deal. Jostin, all right, this is a free plug, all right? We at Jostin's have always prided ourselves at being the innovation company, all right? We innovate when it comes to your book. We had our YearTech software, which it came out back in the 90s, which was great. Our picture placer tool was the first tool to put a digital image on a page like 20 years ago, and that was awesome. We had the early versions of Yearbook Avenue start to make pages online, and then sort of the current version of Yearbook Avenue, which goes back a number of years. Great, great innovation. John, my recollection is when you left, we stalled. We kind of got stuck in a rut. We stopped innovating. Now, that's my opinion, all right? And that drove me nuts. Like, come on. And when you came back on board, you said three years ago, that's when we started innovating again, my opinion, all right? Um, when you came back on board three years ago, I mean, am I accurate or am I just making this up? I just think that we hit a rut. And then when you came back, we started going again, which I'm giving you tremendous credit for. Uh, I mean, am I wrong on that? Did, did we sort of hit a rut a few years ago? Yeah, I, I think that there was definitely still investment going on in the in the years um, in between um, my Jocelyn's career. Um, but I just think the emphasis was um, on other areas. Um, so it was, um, there were definitely enhancements being made and improvements being made, but you probably just didn't notice them as much. Uh, so I focused my energy when coming back and just kind of 
steering our energy into um, areas that I felt were more beneficial to the customer. And so I think that's what you're noticing. Yes, and we've noticed it very well over the last three years, John. We're so glad okay. to have that you came on back, man. I tell you what. I'm glad that you're noticing. Oh, are you kidding me? We're going to talk about some of the things here. So my goodness. <laughs> now, I mentioned at the top, you know, John and I talked a year ago, we were going to do this interview, and then boom, this little virus showed up and just messed up everything. But John, I tell you what, you, now you have a team, of course, you and your team have just done amazing things, I think. In just in these past 12 months, along with stuff, of course, that was coming into that anyway. So from a tech perspective, just from a technology perspective, this past year that this situation that we've been in, how's it gone for you? I'm thinking you, you folks have been working like dogs, but how's it gone for you just during this pandemic situation? Or maybe nothing's changed. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, first off, I have to say I do have an awesome team um, helping to support all of this. Um, we do all of our development in-house, um, which a lot of companies can't say that. And um, so we have a team that really cares about the customer um, and doing right by the customer. And so they've been really great at, you know, kind of taking this situation and pivoting. Um, you know, change is the one constant that we have going for us right now. And so, um, but luckily they're so in, in tune with the customer that it makes it easier for us to kind of pivot to their needs, which we've had to do a lot of that this year. Uh, so we're constantly just adapting um, and working in a very agile way. Uh, so, you know, whatever comes up, we're kind of pivoting to try to correct, uh, course correct and, um, Make sure that we're delivering um, tools that need uh, that the customers need right now, because it's very different than what customers were asking for a year from now. All right, now for for folks that aren't familiar, and I just want to be clear, you mentioned a minute ago that you you do stuff in house. All right, I guess what's the alternative to not in not in house? What I mean, explain what that means exactly. Yeah, so I mean, the alternatives are we can outsource to um, other companies domestically or overseas. Um, so we can offshore development. Um, and, you know, the, the trick with that is just um, anytime you're working with another company that doesn't understand our customer and our needs as much, um, because it, we're in a very unique market um, that's not like, um, every other company out there. Um, so they, if they don't understand yearbooks um, or you know, working with educators and students, it can be difficult. Tell us about your team. I mean, how, how, I don't even know how many people you have there. What is this group? Um, yeah, so on my team, I have um, Derek Warner, Lindsay Maselli, and um, just added a new member, Patrick Hassel. Um, and we um, manage the products from a business perspective. And so we're the ones working with you and the customers to really understand your needs, um, what's working well, what's not working well. Um, and then it's our job to partner with IT and operations and manufacturing and make sure that we are the voice of the customer um, and really representing the customer um, when having conversations across the company to make sure that we're 
um, delivering the right solution, not only from a customer perspective, but also a manufacturing perspective and a business perspective. Um, so it's our job to kind of work as translators almost between um, all of these different areas of the company uh, to make sure that we're delivering the right product at the right time. Now, when it comes to the computer stuff, John, all right, like programming, which some people understand, most people don't. I mean, do we have like a room full of programmers uh, and they just get fed pizza and soda all the time so they keep cranking stuff out? How does that, <laughs> how does that work exactly? Yeah, definitely. We have um, an army of uh, programmers um, in our IT department that's focused specifically on just our yearbook applications. Um, and we um, keep them well armed with Mountain Dew and pizza. Um, and or at least we did when we were in the office. Now they're kind of on their own with that. But um, but yeah, um, they're very, that whole team is very much in tune with my team um, and we work very closely together. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, yeah I, team. I was kidding about the pizza and soda. I think he's serious. Uh. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> now, okay, very quickly, as we're doing this interview, you're clearly in a house, all right? You're not in an office. And I'm going to assume I've been working remotely since March of last year. Maybe you folks have been doing this too. Has that held, has that held you back having to work out of a house instead of an office? Uh, yeah, so the entire team is, is remote. And luckily we've been set up um, to be able to work remote even before COVID um, hit. So that part was actually a pretty smooth transition for us. The, the piece that I think we all miss is just the collaboration of being in a room, hashing out um, solutions to problems. Um, so um, that piece, well, we're definitely making it work remotely. I think we all kind of miss just being able to kind of brainstorm on a whiteboard together. I think every teacher out there listening to us, John, is nodding their head right now. Yes, I know exactly what he's going through. Yes, we're all, and if we say we're all in this together, that's become a cliche now, but we'll go ahead and throw it out there anyway. We'll get back to more with John Dalkey of Jostens as we talk some tech. And in this next segment, pay attention, uh, John's going to talk about some things that he and his amazing team have done just in this past year, in the middle of this mess. It's pretty incredible some things they've done. Uh, and he's going to tell the stories coming up here in just a bit. Now, I tell you what, if you're a yearbook person and you're behind schedule right now, yeah, that's never a good feeling. I'd say don't feel too badly because you're probably the norm, really, at this point because of this totally insane situation we're all dealing with. Are we remote? Are we hybrid? Are we in? Are we out? Throw in winter weather and all that sort of stuff. Clubs and groups can't get together. Believe me, if you're in that spot, don't feel too badly. A lot of other folks are as well. But, of course, there are deadlines. If we want to get things on time, on schedule for you, your books and such, there are deadlines to meet. So what do we do if you are behind schedule? Let's throw out a couple of very quick ideas. Now, first, if you're a spring delivery school, May, June, you may have already heard this from your Jossens representative. Something to think about, but do it quickly. Postponing to a summer delivery. And that would be probably sometime 
end of July, start of August, somewhere in that neighborhood. By doing this, first off, you have the rest of the school year to finish your book, which is great. I'm graduation for high schools, for instance, could easily get in there. And hopefully, come spring, things are going to loosen up a little more. More activities will happen and such. More things that you could put in the yearbook. That's the hope that a lot of folks have. So there's that. Also, the uh, the deadline to figure out how many books you want to order, much, much later. Essentially, the end of the school year, which is great for this year. And then with that, again, you would have a summer delivery, probably around the uh, beginning of August or thereabouts. And the thought here is, for those folks that really enjoy doing a distribution event, it's a party, it's a, it's a dance party, it's whatever it is, all right? You have snacks and drinks, maybe. Kids get together, they get their books, they have their pens, and they're writing those great messages in their friends' books. The chance of doing that in May in a lot of parts of the country is still probably a little shaky. But doing it maybe at the start of August, much more possible. So give that some thought, but if you're going to make this change again for spring delivery schools, you really need to make that call now. So if you have an interest in that, talk to your Jostens representative. Now, if you absolutely want to stick with the plan A, May, June delivery, great, go for it. But of course, deadlines need to be hit, pages need to come in, so that our amazing Jostens production staff can get your book done in time to get it to school on time. Now, here's a very simple idea, depending on when you're listening to this. Figure out how much work you have left to do. Take a look at that final deadline. If you don't somehow know that, you know, talk to your Jostens representative. They can fill you in. And then essentially do some basic math. All right, Certain pages do on certain days or certain pages do in a certain week. And then, of course, hold to that. Folks, it is extremely important that you finish your book by your final deadline to ensure that you do get your books on time when you want them. When things start to go way late, weeks and weeks late, we're probably talking about some added charges. You're probably talking about some added problems. Nobody wants to go down that road, right? No, let's not do it. So the bottom line is this. If you're not doing this already, make sure your Jostens representative is in your loop and knows what's going on so they can, they can assist you in your particular situation. That is crucial. Let us be a help to you. We might have some ideas that you've never considered like, for instance, maybe the summer delivery idea, just for this one year. So when you need help, again, as we say, please don't be a stranger. Contact your Johnson's representative and let's work it through. Now, again, this episode, we're talking tech, which is just fun. We're going to get a little geeky here, maybe just a little bit, as we talk with our friend John Dalkey. Now, let's give an example that I just think, maybe I don't know the full story on this one, all right? All right, last spring happens. March, lockdown, boom, everybody goes home, kids, schools closed, all that stuff. We had, of course, spring yearbooks coming out in May and June. And normally, in a lot of cases, schools get their books, they have some event, they hand the books out, kids have their pens in their hands, they're going around to their friends, they're signing their books, everybody loves doing that. None of that happened just last year, like Zippo. You guys came out with this virtual signing tool. Now, my first question is, was that on the plate beforehand, or did that thing just come literally out of nowhere? Uh, yeah, that definitely wasn't something just um, hanging out. Um, that wasn't even a thought in our minds before COVID hit. Um, that really came out of 
um, us just understanding that that signing tradition is very important um, to students. And we wanted to maintain that tradition in some way. And so um, Mike Wolf um, and the team really kind of spearheaded that and um, came up with an awesome solution to be able to provide uh, a similar experience to traditional yearbook signing, but um, done um, in a virtual environment. All right, now be as geeky as you want to be here, all right? Because that tool came out of nowhere, and in a matter of weeks, people were using it. And, you know, version 1.0 was okay, it was a little bumpy, but then you guys did stuff behind the scenes. I mean, what happened, if you can briefly describe, John, what happened behind the scenes? How did that thing even get put together? Uh, yeah, it was done very quickly. Um, and so it was um, just done in a very agile way where, you know, we started with a, you know, um, what we call an MVP, a minimum viable product and saying, here's what we wanna get out right away. It's important that we get this out as soon as possible. Um, and we did that and then just iterated on it after the fact. So um, just from hearing with cu from customers and what their needs were, um, reacting to that and implementing changes and evolving it. Um, and you know, we had a great response to it. Now, it's interesting, you know, as we're recording this here in early February, a lot of folks are, of course, still waiting for their vaccine. All right. They want to get a shot in the arm. So we don't have to worry about this goofy virus anymore. And if you follow news, you know that uh, this particular vaccine, you know, there's a, several different versions, it only took about nine months to put together, which in the vaccine world is unbelievable. Normally, it takes three or four years. This one took about nine months and it's working, I think, great. I mean, John, the virtual signing tool, have you guys ever put together something that quickly that just like, boom, there it is? Or does it normally take a lot more work than that? It definitely, uh, we would typically take um, more time than that for sure. Um, but I think that's just kind of everything in this new environment is just, you know, what can we get out? Everything's quicker um, and evolving more quickly. Um, so we've just had to kind of up our game there and react more um, quickly to the evolving um, climate out there. And I'd say you nailed it, all right? I, I seem to recall some other companies had something similar, but as you mentioned earlier, it was with some third-party company. It had, it, they had to go somewhere, and I don't know how well that worked out, but we, you guys did this one in-house and it worked great. Um, and, and it's still there, right? I mean, I think it's probably on yeah. right now, isn't it? Yep, for sure. So unfortunately, now I hope I'm wrong on this one, but by the time we get to May, we may still have this remote situation here. So John, I'm assuming we're just going to pretty much roll that tool out again to say, here it is again, go use it, right? Yeah, I think that's definitely the, the hope is that, you know, if we're in a similar environment again this year, we can continue to use that tool. All right, now let's turn to page creation here because you guys worked tirelessly on what we call Layout Pro, which is on our Yearbook Avenue website. This is the first year for it. And John, by my observation, it's been going great guns, just awesome stuff. 
Although I think there are some people out there still confused. I remember I, back in the fall, I heard from multiple yearbook advisors who said, Scott, why did Justin's throw this on us this year? That's not fair. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, timeout. <laughs> we had to. Now, John, let's back up. Why did we have to do this? Now, why um, did we have to do it now? Yeah, so um, the underlying technology that our page designer was built on um, was called Flash. It's a plugin a lot of customers probably experiencing the pop-ups and installing Flash or uninstalling Flash over um, the last year. Um, Flash was uh, a plugin provided by Adobe and Adobe is no longer supporting Flash, um, which is why you were getting the pop-ups because Google Chrome was saying that, you know, they were no longer going to support it because Adobe is no longer supporting it. Um, so we had to, in preparation for that technology getting retired, uh, move off of Flash uh, to use uh, more updated technology. So um, this wasn't a Justin's decision to do this. This was a larger uh, uh, just industry decision. Um, so everybody is, is now off of Flash or their um, applications are, are no longer functioning. So, uh, so we were just reacting to a larger um, technology shift uh, to move to more updated uh, mobile-friendly um, technology. There we go, folks, mobile-friendly. We'll get onto that in just a second. Now, John, if I recall, I mean, first off, once upon a time, Flash was the program. That's what you used for websites to do graphics and all sorts of fancy stuff. Um, didn't, I mean, Adobe gave us plenty of warning, right? That they were going to pull the plug. They just didn't one day stand up and say, okay, we're out of here. They gave everybody lots of warning that was going to happen, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there were several years of, of warning um, that Flash was going to be retired. Um, so it wasn't something that just happened right away. Um, and in Flash served us well for, you know, 15 years. Um, and so the, the thing is, is it's not just a quick, um, you know, month or two month project to um, rebuild everything that we had built in Flash because we spent the last 15 years kind of pioneering this technology and enhancing it. Um, so we've been working for several years now to replicate um, all of the features and functionality that we had in Flash previously. Now, John, talk about that because for folks that aren't familiar with computer programming, you know, maybe on a computer they're used to lots of drag and drop and it's done. That was fast. All the work you guys had to do, a, I think, if I'm correct, a staggering amount of work. Talk about that. I mean, how long did this take? What did you have to do? Yeah, there's um, millions of lines of code in our um, Just Layout Pro. Um, itself. So that's, that's obviously a significant amount of, of work to, to put all of that together. Um, so um, replicating that is very complex. And that's why it's, it's taken us um, several years to, 
to do that. Um, but the team's been great at, you know, prioritizing those features and really looking at, you know, what's worked well for our customers in Flash and making sure that we keep those features. Um, so we're not changing things that um, cust that's working well for customers and features that they love. Uh, but we also looked at what wasn't working well um, and adapting that and improving upon it to improve that experience in the new designer. Now, for folks that don't know coding, if you get a colon or a slash out of place, you're messed up. <laughs> Isn't that right, John? I mean, yep. we're talking, it's got to be just so, otherwise it doesn't work right. I mean, that, that that's the basic of coding? Yeah, well, and if you think in, in Layout Pro, we are in just yearbook pages themselves, we're working with a lot of elements that need to be very placed in a very specific location and that needs to render in a PDF um, that gets, so it gets printed as you see on the screen. Um, so that's very technical. Uh, and so there's a lot of math involved in that um, to make sure that whatever we print is exactly as it appears on the screen. Uh, so it does get very complex. Now, you mentioned mobile before. Um, I mean, is it true now, John, mobile has essentially just taken over? All right, now we're doing this interview. I have a laptop. I'm assuming you have one at your end. But it just seems like so many things now are either done on a phone or maybe a tablet. I mean, I don't even think it's 50-50 anymore. I mean, from whatever knowledge you have, has mobile seriously just taken over computing? I mean, I don't know that... It, it... It depends on how you're describing mobile, but I don't know that mobile's necessarily taken over. It's just, uh, it's more of a shift to um, having a kind of cross-browser approach. So I want to be able to do certain things on my phone and then seamlessly transition to other tasks on my tablet and then to my laptop and then back to my phone. So it's kind of, um, just looking at the experience across of devices uh, and making sure that that experience um, um, transitions between those devices in a very seamless way. Um, in terms of our market in education, um, Chromebooks um, have exploded over the last several years. And so, I think that uh, you know Google has you know sixty percent of the education market in terms of mobile devices. So um, we're definitely working on smaller screens than we we ever have been. I, I'm on a thirteen inch MacBook right now, and so it's not like we're working with large desktop monitors anymore. Uh, we're working on smaller eleven inch, thirteen inch screens. Even when we are on a, a desktop, that kind of is the new desktop. Um, so we're adapting to smaller screen sizes for sure. Yeah, I was going to mention, I've got a growing number of schools where every kid either gets a Chromebook or they get an iPad. I'd have it my share of schools where every kid gets an iPad. Yeah. And with the old tools, that was a problem. But now, uh, I guess, John, with Layout Pro, the new stuff you folks have come out with, everything's great on those devices, yes? Yeah, so you... That's, we focus a lot of time on just optimizing the experience specifically for Chromebooks, uh, but also iPads. Um, 
the the iPad experience with introducing touch, there are certain actions that are more geared toward iPad, um, like previewing pages, adding templates, those types of actions, um, where editing pages is um, is definitely a task that's better with a mouse and keyboard. Uh, so I think that actions that are on a, a Chromebook or even an iPad with a keyboard um, or external uh, kind of accessories, but um, we're very focused on that iPad Chromebook experience. Well, I'll agree. I think there are some things, you, the mouse is still the better way to go. Even if it's a touchpad mouse, a mouse yeah, is for yeah. detailed editing to try to do that with a, a thumb and index finger. Um, that can be frustrating. Now, I don't know. Kids are smarter and better at this than I am. So maybe they have better fingers. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I've got big stubby fingers and I can't do it right. But anyway. Well, and even I, my 18 month old son has the iPad down. He's pinching and swiping. So no, uh, really? Eight, whoa, 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 18 months old. And he's oh, yeah. I think one of his first words was iPad. Wow. <laughs> so you're, you're, wow. Okay. Okay. I, this, I'm an old guy, folks. I'm just old. I'm sorry. Let's move on. We'll get back to our final segment with John Dalkey of Jostens talking some technology. They do amazing stuff, and he's got more to tell us, which is amazing. Looking ahead, well, we'll keep you in suspense, all right? But we'll get to back to more of that in just a bit. Now, again, this has been the year like no other, and so many things have been canceled and disrupted. They haven't happened. Upcoming events, maybe you already know, won't happen. I know where I work in my neck of the woods, a lot of senior classes like to have a senior trip somewhere right before graduation. Well... If all of them haven't been canceled by this point, they probably will be. Some of the schools uh, canceled their senior trip way back in the fall because they realized that's just not going to happen this year. So you've got all these pages and they might be empty and you think, well, we're just going to cut and slash. Hold it. Hold it. That would be shortchanging your audience. Don't do that this year. Resist that urge. Now here's one possibility from your Jossens representative. Our World Beat Year in Review Supplement is fabulous. 16 pages, all color, stylishly designed, lots of great information from news, sports, entertainment, uh, trends, uh, what's gone viral this year, lots and lots of stuff. The World Beat Supplement is always very popular. And of course this year, well, the year like no other, right? Here's an opportunity, maybe if you've got some empty pages, you might want to talk to your representative. Hey, what about putting in the World Beat Supplement, which is already done for you? And this year we have a little added bonus because, of course, things are happening just amazingly all over the place, seemingly every week. Along with the World Beat Supplement, you'll also have access to fresh, brand new material that you might be able to use very quickly on pages in your book, things that didn't make the timing for this year's World Beat Supplement. Now, if you're a younger school, you know, maybe middle school, definitely elementary school, we have our terrific Flashbacks Supplement, which is just an eight-page supplement aimed at a younger audience. It's really, really cool, very stylish, very fun, and the same basic idea. Instead of just cutting and slashing pages, why don't you fill them with really good material? 
Contact your Jostrom's representative for more information on this. I mean, this world beat and flashbacks is probably going to be pretty historic this year because of everything that has happened in so many different ways. Here's a way to really add extra value to your yearbook, and you essentially don't have to really do anything. Just say, let's go. Contact your Jostens representative again for more information. Right now, let's get back to our final segment, Talking Tech with Jostens John Dalkey. Now, I don't have many, John, but there are still some schools out there. They want to use software to make their book. And of course, usually the program of choice is Adobe InDesign. And then with that, Adobe Photoshop to work on photos and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, John, the term I always hear is industry standard. Now, I, I mean, do you hit that? Um, it, are those software programs indeed, I guess, when kids leave school or they go to college or they get out of college and go to get a job? Is that still, I mean, using software, is that still the, quote, industry standard? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I think definitely Adobe is is the industry standard in terms of design software um, out in the market um, used by professionals. Uh, but even Adobe is moving from kind of a traditional desktop mindset um, with Creative Cloud and moving more things into the cloud um, to be able to have that collaboration across team members, especially with COVID. Um, we're seeing that now where uh, we need to be able to collaborate with team members that aren't um, in the same room as us. So um, I think you're, you're seeing um, enhancements there that are moving to the cloud, and I think they're going to continue to do that. And, and so are we, and that's why we've uh, been pioneering and really collaborating with Adobe to bring solutions like Monarch that run those industry standard kind of traditional desktop applications in a, a virtual browser. Yeah, it seems like you folks, again, innovating, uh, absolutely innovating. Several years ago, you came out with what we call Monarch, which again, for those schools that absolutely positively want to use, in this case, Adobe products and stuff. I mean, describe what, what is Monarch? What, why was that so groundbreaking when that came out? Yeah, um, when we introduced Monarch, um, I think it was six years ago now, uh, the idea of running um, Adobe InDesign and Photoshop in a web browser, uh, I mean, everybody said it couldn't be done, even Adobe, I think, was skeptical on the ability to be able to do that. And so to be able to, to provide those tools in a, in a web browser where um, customers don't have to install the applications, um, worry about licensing, um, students can work from home. Um, those are all obviously huge benefits, especially now um, in this virtual environment. Um, so to be able to offer that um, and really be um, a pioneer in our industry to be able to do that, um, is, is really great. And it's something that, that not all companies can do. So, um, so we really focus a lot on that. And we've, you know, with COVID hitting, it's, it's more important now than ever. 
um, to be able to access those tools in, in a virtual way because um, without it, um, you know, you're hauling a desktop computer or a school computer if they will let you take it home or you're um, kind of tethered to that yearbook classroom. Yeah, good luck. Good luck taking that out of the building. Uh, no, not, not many folks are going to go for that. Yep. But Monarch is incredible. Monarch's amazing. Free plug, shout out to my old friend, Brian Martinez, who's one of our Monarch gurus. And he, he knows it backwards and forwards. That's great. Now, John, there are some, there are most folks, they don't, they don't really need to go down that road. They don't need to go down the InDesign road. They're perfectly fine now with what we have Layout Pro, but that option being out there is, is really cool. Now, this year, you guys are innovating again. And we have this little thing that we call Yearbook Plus. And Yearbook Plus is sort of just getting launched as we're talking here. So, John, let's start from scratch. What exactly is Yearbook Plus? What is this thing? Yeah, so uh, Yearbook Plus is uh, an extension to the yearbook that allows students to really kind of personalize how they get re represented in the book. So it's really an extension of the physical book where you can scan a picture in the book, whether it be your portrait um, or an image in the book, and it will pull up additional content on your phone. Um, so um, a student can um, upload their portrait. They can also add up to 10 photos of them and their friends. Um, that anybody who has the yearbook can scan that portrait and then see the photos that they've linked to their portrait. John, I've referred to plus, I just call it plus. I've referred to plus as the holy grail of yearbooking because here's an opportunity literally for every single kid to get in the game and tell their own story. And when I've shared this with advisors, I usually get looks like, oh, come on, Scott, really? That, that's a little overblown. I'm like, no. And then I show them, I'm like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Now, if I'm correct, this wasn't like the virtual signing tool we talked about earlier. You guys didn't just whip this up out of nowhere. How long have you been working on this particular project? Yeah, this has also been, you know, uh, several years in the, in the making. Um, and there's a lot of um, customer research um, that's gone into it, just talking with students and teachers um, to understand um, what they want in the experience, the yearbook experience, what they're looking for, what they don't want. Um, and so really listening to them um, and, and building a, an experience that really is an extension of the actual physical printed book. Folks, I tell you what, talk to your Jossens representative, if you haven't already, about Yearbook Plus. We're sort of, I don't know, John, my description is we're kind of getting it off the ground right now. Next year, I'm thinking everybody buckle up because this is going to be really, really cool. And hopefully we won't have to deal with a stupid virus anymore. But uh, Yeah, we'll I think this year specifically, we've added functionality related to uploading um, student portraits since a lot of schools out there um, can't have a, an in-person portrait day. Uh, so I think there's, we're really excited to be able to kind of, again, offer some of that functionality to help um, to help with that experience in this virtual environment. Um, so I think there's tools even this year that can really help um, 
you know, staffs gather that content, but also provide an experience for students um, that's more personalized to them. All right, now let's segue to the future here, John, as we start to wrap up. All right, I'm a science fiction guy, love Star Trek, you know, all that stuff, you know, futury stuff, geeky stuff. Uh, what's usually referred to as AR and VR. AR is augmented reality. VR is virtual reality. Vir uh, if you're not familiar with this, virtual reality is where you put the, those big goggles and you look silly. But hey, when you got the goggles on, you're having a lot of fun. All right. I don't know, John. Uh, am I crazy? Is there something in there that could somehow be used for your booking? I mean, are you folks looking at anything like this? I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, we look at all technology that's out there, and I think down the road, there might be some potential um, in that area. It's just um, AR and VR, it's still fairly new, and the technology is evolving so rapidly. Um, there's, you know, constant changes there. So I think that's going to continue to evolve over the next few years. So I'm excited to kind of see where it goes. Um, and I think we'll just have to wait and see. Well, John, it looks pretty cool. I mean, somewhere in my house I have, it's in a box. I have a pair of virtual reality goggles. And it's one of these where you put your phone in it. You slip your phone in there. And if your phone has an app, a particular app, you can activate that. And it's like you're, I don't know, out on the ocean or you're on the beach or you're some places and so on. I don't know, John, I just think somehow when it comes to your booking, I don't know, somebody shoots something on the football field and we turn that into a virtual reality experience. Am I crazy? Yeah, I think the, the, the trick there is in a year, will that same app work? Will that same device work? Um, so I think just, you know, is because that technology is changing so frequently, it's like, will that specific um, technology withstand the test of time? We're obviously um, very cognizant of that, um, that we want um, any solutions that we provide to, to withstand the, the test of time and be able to be accessed not only next year, but 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Actually, that's a thought, John. I should have mentioned that when we were talking about Plus earlier. Um, so, much, so many things are app-based now. And I've been telling folks, sometimes maybe an app is just not the right way to go. And your book Plus is not an app. And when I first heard that, I thought, well, how the heck do you make this thing work? Somehow you guys figured out how to make it work. It doesn't have to be an app, right? Yeah, correct. Um, there's no app to download. And that's something that um, we heard loud and clear from students that they don't want to download another app. They, they don't have the space on their phone for it. Um, they don't want to give up space on their phone for, for another app. So, um, uh, so yeah, they can utilize the Yearbook Plus experience um, from a web browser without needing to download anything on their phone. So folks, that means when you eventually get the iPhone 25, all right, you'll be able to access Yearbook Plus stuff from this year. Correct, John? Isn't that right? Uh, yeah, that's the hope. <laughs> because it's sort of, well, it's browser-based, right? Yearbook Plus is browser-based. And if we assume there are still browsers around when the iPhone 25 comes out, 
then it works. Correct. Okay. Wow. All right. To wrap up, and I think I already know the answer to this question. All right. This is this is a bad question. What what's coming? What's coming? What's new? What what's your those those people working with pizza and Mountain Dew? All right. What what what's something interesting that they're working on? Can you wet our appetite even a little bit? Yeah. So I can't really speak to the anything um, new that we're working on that we haven't released yet. Uh, but I think what you can expect to see from us um, to be rolled out is just more um, functionality along the lines of Layout Pro that's more mobile friendly, um, streamlined experience um, that's simple and intuitive. Folks, trust me, buy goggles. <laughs> There's gotta be something with goggles. I don't know, it just, it's just me. Well, John, I caught you. Thank goodness. I appreciate the time. I think a lot of folks, you know, they want to use technology, but they have no idea what happens behind the scenes. And if, if they really had an idea on how, and I use the word tirelessly, you and your group have worked so tirelessly, first of all, in this past year with this insane situation we're all sitting in, but, you know, reprogramming the millions of lines of code that you mentioned and doing the virtual signing tool literally on the fly last spring. And we talked about Monarch earlier and doing things more for mobile. It's good, I think, for folks to get an idea that we've got a great team behind us and you guys just do amazing things. Well, thanks, Scott. Um, yeah, we've definitely been working really hard to provide a um, uh, excellent customer experience. So um, I appreciate that. And folks, if we can, we'll get the pizza and soda uh, address so that you can send in your own donations so that we can keep those folks going. All right. We got to keep those folks going. Anyway, John, I appreciate the time today. Thank you very much for joining us. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. A big thank you again to John uh, for his taking time. And I know I was taking his time because his tech group, again, is so unbelievably busy doing incredible things. I was able to snag about 45 minutes with him after a year of chasing. So I really appreciate John taking that time to talk to us. Of course, I was in my home, he was in his home. Yeah, we're gonna continue doing that for any number of months now. But we really appreciate John talking to us and kind of giving us a lot of the backstory about all the terrific technology that Jostens comes up with. We've always prided ourselves as being the innovation company in this industry, and that's not gonna change. And in fact, they are looking forward to the future with amazing tools right now and amazing tools coming up down the line. So if you're a Jostens school, get ready. You've got the best of the best, and I can't wait to see what this group comes up with in the future. It's gonna be terrific. In the meantime, folks, hang in there. What we keep on saying, hang in there. Contact your Jostens representative for help on anything. That's what we're here for. And thanks again for listening to the Yearbooking Report podcast. <laughs>